You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Just get in the boat, dude. No! (laughs) (laughs) They made so many reasonable requests. (laughs) I don't... I hope they kept sticking like a paddle out to be like, all right, nope, never mind. Keep swimming, idiot. <laughs> no government handouts for me. <gasps> there I was just swimming and they come tread on me. <laughs> <laughs> I had the damn snake sticker on my truck and I had the flag on the damn boat. Don't tread on sea. Don't tread water on me. <laughs> You know, they call us Big Blue Nation for a reason. Like the ocean. Also, I'm very cold. I'm very cold. I'm frostbit. It was very early in the morning. I'm hanging around 500. Just boiling right here. Floating. Is that Rich Brooks? Oh. Hey, coach. <laughs> Wait, can oh, we, man. Can we all listen here for just a few seconds and let the rain take us out?
damn full cast. You literally the dog. Literally calling the dogs. Literally calling the dogs. I'm wearing headphones and you woke up the dog. Calling the dogs. (laughs) Betty, come here, baby. Got a hoot, nanny. Stop it. Welcome to the Internet's only college football podcast. Tonight, we're, we're really... We're going back to college football's roots. And by roots, I mean almost dying in a boat. What's more college football than spending your offseason uh, enjoying calamity after calamity on the lake? Remember, we're about the lake. You might be out at sea. That's fine. Most of the time, though, we're going to be on a lake or we're going to be tubing. Going to be doing something irresponsible. Because this, this, y'all, I, I do not regret to inform you. I am pleased to tell you this, this is yet another disasters episode yeah it's a disasters episode you know what that means we get to drop a flex bomb on y'all it's coming it's coming there you go that's right is that the quiet storm? yeah now so for you the listener it's possible that server has been able to insert an actual flex bomb i just want mm-hmm. to bring the listener behind the curtain and what we are hearing sounds sort of like um thunder through a guitar amplifier that is on the other side of the street with a blanket. Yeah, it's yeah. like somebody's Feel playing, the thunder! It's like somebody's playing Game Gear two rows behind you on an airplane and has the sound all the way out. Thanks for the noise, young man. It sounds like um, when a big dog is sleeping. <laughs> when, they, when you take a dog for like a, a really long walk and they're like, oh, that was too much, too much walk for this guy. <laughs> and they just lay down and saw logs. What a, what a what a perfect animal, by the way, taking a big dog on more than a mile walk, and it's like whoa, whoa! <laughs> We've engineered this thing. We've engineered this perfect machine that's like a mile and a foot too much. <laughs> we must be leaving forever. <laughs> Time to charge up so I can walk another eight hundred meters. I'm in the best shape of my life. <laughs> You're yeah. kidding me. Every big, every gigantic breed dog is basically a dad after they get like one piece of exercise equipment. It's incredible. I work out 20 minutes a day and look at me. You look the same, dude. No! <laughs> I my, abdomen is, my abdomen is disturbingly firm now. <laughs> it's, it's the same size. It's rigid. It's not, not smaller. doesn't look any different. It's just kind of firm all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's like, uh, it, it's still keg-like just hard keg (laughs) how could i not be in good shape i'm tired (laughs) that's every large breed dog every large breed dog is basically like i feel great (laughs) so we um our our new guy we uh the best we can guess is he's half saint bernard half corgi based on his insane dimensions (laughs) and like yes we hope the uh the mom was the saint bernard right um because like Yikes. Shout out to our short kings. But yeah. <laughs> Way to go, buddy. Way to go. Ambitious. Uh, but yeah, he, we when we got him, we thought full St. Bernard, and we thought like on pace for like 150 pounds, but he's at only 70 now. But he still acts like a huge dog. Like took him on a few walks today, and like I'm 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 glad he's not out here on the porch because you wouldn't even be able to hear me from all the snoring. <laughs> Does he do the big dog thing too, or he's like Ah, three reps. Oh, yeah. uh, that's about enough. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He 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 thinks he's a small dog, but then he, the walk is over, and he realizes he's a pretty big dog. Wait, are we gonna get rich selling dog CPAPs? 
That's C puffs. Exactly. C puffs. <laughs> I guess the answer is yes. The C pup. The only way you could get a C pup is if you made the nose piece smell like bacon, right? Like, whoa, we it? No, we just, you just put peanut butter inside it. I don't want to. Can we go with doggy breathe right strips? Just the big old, sure. the big old Neil yeah. Smith. Yes. Yeah. The problem with doggy breathe right strips is if you made them smell like bacon, the dog would just be continually like moving in circles because it'd be like, where is that? Where is that? Yeah, I think the dog manages to eat its own nose somehow. Yeah, that's, I'm yeah, inside I out it. now. I turned myself inside out, and now I'm exhausted from all that work. <laughs> I deserve another breathe right strip. They're I like delicious. I had a neighbor who had two mastiffs who, and he had two gigantic classic old English mastiffs, and they were so huge. He had a ramp that he carried in his pickup truck so he could get them in the back of the truck. So he put down the ramp, and it was like deploying adats. Like they moved it. <laughs> You're like, dude, you you do all of this work to get them off the truck, and then they go 10 steps, and they're like, that's far enough. I will deadlift here, and then I will take a nap. Power lifting ass dogs. Welcome to what is obviously the Maritime Disasters episode. Um, we wanted to go ahead and get you all on the record. Before oh, yeah, start. yeah, yeah. Can we designate Cerber the captain? <laughs> Captain yes. Serber? Can he be Captain, Captain Serbs? Serber? Captain Serbs. Captain Serbs. Well, Serber, are you cool with that, Serber? Does it mean this I get to like crunchitize you? Yes, absolutely. All right, I'm in. Serber, oh, wait, what is, does that mean he can arrest us? I, I, what is your boating experience first, Serber? Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm really bad on boats. I was okay. terrified of boats Buddy, you're in as the right a place. child. Yeah, and then the last one, you know, my last two excursions on the sea were to kind of try and impress my father-in-law, and I didn't do that. <laughs> how how uh, how how, uh, how badly did you fail to do that? So the boy, the first time was uh, we were out for about six hours, and mm -hmm. I puked for five and a half of the hours the entire time, <laughs> just. Just chumming the water. We caught a lot of sharks. Consistency. <laughs> yep. Um, the second time, there was a really, 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 really bad thunderstorm that rolled in, and it was freezing cold, and I threw up the entire time that time, too. It was just raining that time was the only difference. So it was only like, it was only like three hours, and luckily my father-in-law looked over at me, and he liked me at this point the second time, and he was like, you ready to, ready to head back? And I was like, yes. I'm, I'm ready to never do this ever. Yeah. All right. Well, you're the captain today, buddy. Good job, Serber. What did they tell you? What did they tell you about being seasick? Were you able to do the jump in the water thing? Did they tell you that? What? No. And there were okay. so many sharks. Oh, so yeah, you were not. Uh, what they will tell you if you're not in shark-infested waters, or who knows, maybe if you are in shark-infested waters and they just don't like you, they'll say. Oh, well, you know what will cure your seasickness is, you know, you can just jump off the boat and directly into the water and then it'll just go away because, I don't know, something in your inner ear will just uh, come into equilibrium with the water and you'll be great, which Let my response... Let when this doesn't work. I was going to tell you a story about how that did not work or it was in media race because there was a guy on a fishing boat I was on who was really not feeling it. And it was a small enough boat, a nice enough day, and in water where I guess sharks really weren't a total concern. They're like, yeah, man, what? You could just jump, like, you know, you could just jump off the sort of, like, because we were kind of up on the tuna tower. And 
what they wanted him to do was just to jump in the water, right? Like, go down, responsibly enter the water, feel yourself for a minute, get used to it, and then come back in. Maybe you'll feel a little bit better. And this guy, being a friend of mine, an idiot, was like, oh, okay, and just jumped off of the side of the tuna tower, nearly clipped himself, and as he was entering the water, started vomiting, right? So basically <laughs> did the most athletic vomiting i have ever seen in my life by not dying by hitting the side of the boat and by puking midair was amazing it's like x games puking <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's x games mode puking that's exactly what he did also he didn't feel any better he's like i just feel like shit out here in the water now great yeah, maybe they just say that so you don't puke on the boat yeah that's a little bit better than the when that doesn't work story that I had, which mm -hmm. I learned from my father tonight when I asked him if he had any boating disasters that he could share. Uh, my parents could probably fill their own show with this is something I've learned tonight. But anyway, my dad has busted both eardrums in two separate water skiing incidents. Uh, and it turns out that when you're trying to fall after having busted an eardrum, you don't necessarily know which way you're falling, and sometimes that's into the boat. Wow. <laughs> that's Your parents have a fearsome, fearsome resume when it comes to maritime disasters, and we will get to that. We did ask readers what uh, and listeners what they wanted uh, to talk about, what their most impressive maritime disasters is. We've, we've gone through them, selected the cream of the cream, and uh, but before that, I wanted to ask Ryan Nanny, you are the Floridian. I expect you to have something yeah. or you have nothing. Because remember, people in Florida either live on a boat and have a pet alligator named Francis or they never go to the beach and haven't been outside in 20 years. Um, Is that where lighting up Francis comes from when you're trying to get the alligator to like loose its jaws? Or off the boat because they are heavy. Mm, gotcha. So my... um. My maritime disaster takes place neither at sea nor on a lake nor on a river. Uh, it takes place at a sinkhole. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, this is good. The name of the sinkhole. Those are so fun. The name of the sinkhole is Devil's Sink. Buddy, God, you yes. had me at the name of the sinkhole. Um, Devil's Sink is one of the first places I saw a uh, grown person poop in public. <laughs> that, that was what we saw as we were walking to Devil's Sink. Was a guy Is that what his... inspired you to move to New York? I did see that's the second place where I saw a man pooping in public. So it, I guess it was sort of a sign of what was yet to come. Devil's Sink is this, uh, I don't know. It's a pretty wide sinkhole, probably like 70 feet or so. And rumoredly, there's a jet ski at the bottom of it that somebody brought on a trailer, dumped into the sink. But because the sides are very high um, and the only way to climb out is like by ladders they've built into the sides of the sink, there's no way to get a jet ski back out. So they sunk it on purpose. That's not what happened to me, though. Um, there was, I don't know if it's still there, basically a, let's say like a two-story platform that you could get to to dive into the sink. I have never, I have like, you know, I've, I've done plenty of like jump into the pool diving or jump off a of boat diving, but I've never until this day jumped off of a high dive. So I didn't really know what I was supposed to do. 
And even though everybody else was jumping, um, basing, basically like jump out so your feet hit the water first and sort of like tuck the rest of yourself into your chest so you're sort of just like a knife hitting the water, I decided to go head first. Oh, no. And the thing about jumping headfirst from two stories into a sinkhole full of water is that you really better be good at it. And I was not. So I hit uh, basically flat on my back onto the <laughs> sinkhole and landed so hard that I dislocated my pinky. Wow. <laughs> Did you feel it go? Did you know? Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. On the minute I got out of the water, I was just like, "Oh, fuck this. Oh, Jesus." So, um, yeah, and that pinky hurt. It's fine now. It was probably hurt for like 6 years off and on. Um, and yeah, that was that was that was my one and only day at Devil's Sink. Florida. I'm looking at a picture of this right now, and it looks like you are diving into, no lie, an entire either what is an entire sinkhole full of ecto cooler or yeah. green chartreuse liqueur. That is that is true. It is extreme. That's that's probably the most disturbing part about it is that it is completely opaque. You cannot see it, and and that includes when you're in the water. You cannot see anything that's in it. So that's why the myth about the jet ski persists because how would you fucking see the thing also can i just compliment you on involving the phrase mythical jet ski it's it is a myth it's, it it's is the only the way to describe the jet it. ski <laughs> ryan do you think you're the only person with a case of devil sink pinky i i cannot imagine that is true you, you got a you got a case of the sinky pinky i i bet there are one in the sink one in the pink <laughs> god damn it <laughs> Somebody was getting I did that. I did that backwards, much like Ryan. Yeah. It was, <laughs> God, it, you know, the worst part is when you're falling from that far, you have enough time to recognize your mistake. So, <laughs> so about halfway down, I was like, ah, no. Ah, that was wrong. <laughs> uh, you were like the falling bowl of petunias. <clears throat> yeah, kind of. My uh, my maritime disaster is the guy jumping off and vomiting like midair. Like that's pretty much my best one. All the other ones are, hey, we spun a boat too fast and doing donuts in the middle of a lake and an engine fell off. So, which that did happen. So you were vomiting as you were plummeting. Not me, not me. A friend of mine, right? Uh huh. Okay. Uh, sure. Was Got doing it. that. Wink, wink. Not me, because w- what am I doing <laughs> going into the water? Yeah, Spencer can't swim. I can't swim. Yes. See. Right. That's what the no. Oh my is god, for. we got him on tape. The vomit is for a, a padding, creative padding. So like, He's, what was it, the trajectory? Was like guy vomiting down toward the water, and and he was then racing it, or was he facing out at like a he, like a like a uh, like the dolphins at the Marlins park when the home run happens? He was supposed to be facing the water, right? I think he wanted to dive into the water, but he kind of sucked at it, so he sort of went sideways. So imagine kind of a colorful plume flying, right? As he was moving from 90 degrees to 120 degrees to 180 degrees, right? To see, blah. what if we could get him like as he's going down, he's like cartwheeling, like a sprinkler. <laughs> That's. <laughs> <laughs> I I wish he had hit like that. <laughs> that would have been beautiful. But no, this is about this is about accuracy and in factualness, right? Right. Yeah. Just, just journalism, everybody. Right. So. 
So yeah, he he merely did like a you know a good forty five to ninety degrees of of vomiting before he hit the water and then felt no better. I did want to ask though, Ryan, that is your final maritime disaster. I th- you have yeah, no, that's you're the, not that's... you have no you have no Floridian rank to pull here. No, I don't think I don't think I have one better. Like, have I have I gotten sunburnt in stupid places and have I like you know, similarly puked on a boat and shit like that. Yeah, but I think I think tumbling directly onto my back at a sinkhole that like and I wanna be clear, Devil Sink is not like you don't get there and there's not like a sign that's like, Welcome to Devil Sink Park, a thing that the government knows about and regulates for safety. <laughs> nope. It's you just show up and it's like a, I said it's there's a sovereign sink. There's a that's right. <laughs> That's why when you show up, there's just a dude shitting in public, and you can see him. I assume he's like the the park ranger, basically. This That's why they call it the devil sinkhole. <laughs> some goddamn fallout shit. Yeah, this oh. very fallout. The nice part. And what did Ryan do? Jumped <laughs> Jump head first to do it. Ryan, Ryan was Ryan out. was Mister Fell Out. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to. By the way, the size of the devil sinkhole. Looking yeah. at the size of it. Whoever put a jet ski in there is the stupidest person alive. Oh, because Stupid. the only thing you can do is turn as hard as you can the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Stirring the fucking drink. This, thing, this thing's about the size of a very large above ground pool in terms yes. of diameter. Yes. You'd have to be an idiot to put a jet ski I'm in gonna, there. Meaning, I'm gonna, listen, I'm going to defend this person. And when I start listing my maritime disasters, you're going to understand why. But also... Do we know what the water level was when they put the jet ski in? This might not have been as dumb as it seems now. There's no way that the water level is ever high enough to put a jet ski in and retrieve it. Okay. In part, in part because of just like how it's built. There's just like, there's no sloping entry into the sink because it's a sinkhole. It's just like, it's like a biscuit cutter in the earth where it just goes straight down on all sides. All right. As a, as a Tennessean, I'm genetically moved to automatically defend people who do dumb jet ski shit, but I, I admit there's not, a, there's not a lot of legs to stand on, much like a jet ski. Can I, <laughs> I, um, would, can I offer mm-hmm. the Georgian interpretation of this situation? Sure, as, please, a, as a veteran of, of Lake Lanier, I think the jet ski had some bodies on it, and it was uh, discarded. The evidence was hidden because that, that jet ski yeah. was stolen and In, had killed someone. Insurance fraud, maybe, um, possibly full of contraband. Who's to say? I have, I have one very Floridian interpretation of it, and it's this: that jet ski is the only thing keeping the entire water table from draining into the aquifer and away from the state of Florida. <laughs> it's a plug. It's a plug. And if you think I'm joking. Go look up the history of the mm-hmm. Army Corps of Engineers in Florida and tell me that's not a distinct possibility. They're like, yeah, this this was this jet ski is the only thing keeping the water table from completely going haywire. This is why it's is... funny when when Elon Musk is like, I want to drill tunnels underneath Miami for public transit. <laughs> sure. It's like, dude, they're just gonna be full of poop and jet skis. What are you doing? I think he should do that personally. Yeah, himself. Fun. Give, give it a run, dude. We have um, we have some listener stories. Holly, do you want to do you want to get us started? I know you do. Do you want to hear mine or do you want to hear the listeners? Yours first, please. Oh God, it's going to be a minute. Okay, so we've been in this situation 
in disaster episodes before where I think I don't have any and it turns out that the bar for what I consider a disaster is just way far apart from everybody else's. Um, I'm, I'm going to give a modest example here. The summer of the eclipse a couple years ago, I watched two semi-professional rollers go down a homemade water slide in a bouncy house as an inner tube. Uh, then I went down the homemade water slide in a bouncy house. They took out two children on their run. I just landed in a nest of wolf spiders at the bottom. This deterred no one, and we continued to use the water slide and the bouncy castle all afternoon. So let, let's just set that as the baseline for what I'm working here. Um, I asked my parents for some maritime stories from our family because we've uh, we, we've always been a water-bound people. Uh, this is how I found out that my parents got a bass boat instead of buying my mother an engagement ring. They have been married for 45 years. Uh, and I have a phrase that I want to add to our disaster lexicon alongside, as it turns out, or what we didn't know. And it's how about half of these stories start. And the phrase is this. There used to be a water slide. <laughs> this is good. And this is like the start of its own narrative podcast. Yeah. This is a great start to any story. This one involves my parents and a half dozen of their friends sliding on mass down one of those concrete alpine slides that just had a water jet at the top, um, hitting the lip of the tube and tumbling out into the woods. Uh, if you're from around here, I'm told this was up around Cosby. Uh, and then I, I actually got my father to, and may, maybe you'll understand a little bit more about why I'm so nonchalant about these things. I got my father to tell the story about the time my grandfather decided he could repair his own outboard motor and the engine caught fire. And he talks about it as though I went to the grocery store, but they were out of pairs. I'm, I'm just going to see if y'all can hear this. Okay. My father was a Depression era baby and became very frugal, wound up being very frugal naturally. But one of the things he never liked to do was take a vehicle of any kind, a boat, motor, whatever, to the shop because they always took too long and they always charged too much money. So the, probably the best story about him and, and repairs was um, he cross-threaded a spark plug in an outboard motor one time and rather than take it to the to a machine shop or to the uh, boat dealership and have it repaired he just decided he had some high temperature supposedly high temperature epoxy he just decided he would uh, epoxy that spark plug back into the into the hole and that it all everything went along fine one day i was out in this in his boat by myself running from a thunderstorm and I heard this pop. And when I turned around, flames were coming out all around the bottom of the cow. And I had to make a decision. Do I stop the boat, get hit by lightning, or do I th th just let the back end of the boat blow off? Luckily, when I stopped, I took the cow off, the motor turned the motor off, the, the fire went out, and I was able to limp back to the ramp using the trolling motor. But as I say, my dad, always looking for a way to save, save a nickel. Don't get all that. <laughs> yes. 
All right, so this is this is all a preamble because uh, the real star, star of maritime disasters uh, is my mother. Uh, I'm going to tell one story here from my own childhood. Y'all, I'm sorry, I'm just stealing this episode. We were at, do y'all remember Wet n Wild, Floridians? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, I think so, Andy Staples worked there. I don't think I made that Oh, up. God, that's right. That is the one he worked at. So Wet n Wild is, was? Does it still exist? In our hearts, at least. Okay. Anyway, Wet n Wild is slash was, I assume, it's gone back to hell. Uh, but Wet n Wild was a large water park in central Florida that was unaffiliated with a theme park. Right. This was not a, a Disney or a Universal affiliated theme park or whatever. And my whole family was down there visiting my mom's family one summer and took a family jaunt to a water park, which we didn't do very often. And this was a memorable one because, uh, you know, they, they tell you at the top of the tube slides, if you want to go fast, you know, you lift your butt out of the inner tube so it doesn't drag along the bottom. And my mom goes, oh, that sounds like a good time. You know, so my dad goes down the tube slide, comes out the bottom. My brother goes down the tube slide, comes out the bottom. And I go down the tube slide and come out the bottom. And we turn to look for my mother. And we hear this. And it's a scream and it's getting closer. And I guess once she started picking up speed, she didn't want to put her butt back down out of fear of injury. Yeah, that's how you tear your butt off. Right. Mm -hmm. This is where I should point out that this is a double slide and there's a second slide right next to it. So the scream is getting louder and we're just kind of looking at each other like, is that? And here comes my mother rocketing out of, she didn't actually touch the water when she came out of the bottom of the slide she skipped like a rock across the top of the water so fast and so far that she bowled into a woman who was walking out of the pool at the opposite <laughs> end of the steps. Just knocked this woman down like she was Takeo Spikes. Yeah, that's just right. Flattened this. That's woman. that's fifteen yards now, but back before the NFL got soft, that was legal. The code to good this play, story yeah. is that this is like the second thing we did that day, and we somehow ended up in line behind this woman and her family for the rest of the day. Sure. Oh, that's so good. Assert dominance. Um. There's um. Yeah. Anyway, I I will stop it there because I know we want to get on to readers. I'm 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 gonna read a couple little selections from Lake stories of my mom's that I don't even think I can repeat on the show. Uh. It was Labor Day weekend, 1978, and I don't know how many people were in our boat. Uh, okay, two of the people in this story later died in drunk driving accidents, one of them driving the wrong way on the interstate. And we threw the air mattress out of the boat, and I got out on the air mattress with our friend Catman, whose real name we did not know. What's <laughs> up, <laughs> so, Catman? Uh, <laughs> I love you, Mom. Thank you for being on the show. <sighs> anyway, uh, this is all preamble to when Rockin' Carolina submits Lake Murray, South Carolina, midnight. Seven people thought taking a small sailboat out would be fun during a spring thunderstorm on acid. I think that sounds great. Yeah. I mean, 
we don't know how the story ends. We don't know how the story ends. And so... I, I think that I'm only left to conclude that you were right. It was a good time. <laughs> Thank you, Rockin' Carolina. Uh, okay. Um, I'll do this one. This is from Competent-ish. Tried to show off on a rental jet ski in the middle of a river and punched a big hole in the bow when I hit the back <laughs> corner of another ski. Sank in 30 seconds, and I had to dive and drag it back to shore a little bit at a time because I thought I could still maybe get the deposit <laughs> America is a nation of optimism. Spoiler! I did not get the deposit back, but I did manage to talk my way out of paying for the whole thing since I dragged it a mile back to the dock. I think a they, mile? I think they owe you for that. There yeah. were there. I, it, listen, we got obviously we got a lot of submissions for this. If your story is not in here, it doesn't mean that it's not delightfully uh, uh, disastrous. That it said, probably means you put it in the wrong thread. We tried to help you, and you're could stupid. Could be. It could be. Um, that said, there were a lot of people who fucked up a jet ski that they rented, and thought if you if they brought like, you know, the general form of the jet ski back, that they would get the deposit back. That they thought like, well, what really matters is the casing. This is a and great inter- argument for. This is a great argument for jet skis having souls. Have you heard the tale of the jet ski of Theseus? Fuck. Just imagine Odysseus out there tearing ass <laughs> on his jet ski. <laughs> Getting back to my woman. Would have been a lot shorter. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> oh, Odysseus, how stop sh- taking that jet ski through hell. God damn it. How do you pass between the Scylla and Charybdis with the stereo turned all the way up, baby? Power slide, power slide, power slide. If I ain't supposed to jet ski in hell, how come there's a river in it? <laughs> See? I ain't got to pay that dude a dime. Watch this. Eat a dick, Caron. I got that three-headed dog on the back with me. Woo! Well, I ain't paying you, ferryman. I'm keeping these. <sighs> um, I I will go with uh, mine from first one from at Conway Tweedy. Appropriately enough, fishing at the lake of the Ozarks with my dad. Dad catches a largemouth bass, drops it in the boat, reaches down, fish catches dad. <laughs> That's poetic. The hook is in the meaty part of the hand by the thumb. Then he dri- he then drives the boat back to the campsite, then drives the car all the way to the local hospital with a chug bug dangling from his hand. Can you say chug bug as Werner Herzog? With a chug bug. <laughs> Thank you. Dangling from his hand. Thank you. The hospital has to cut the hook. Yeah. The hospital yeah. has to cut the hook and push the barb through the other side of his hand. Meanwhile, I'm in the waiting room where they have a wall of fame of lures that have been extracted from various Missourians with accompanying pictures. (laughs) That's the kicker, man. The Missouri wall of honor. This is in a hospital. The greatest Missourians. I like to imagine them, like the surgeons standing like 
ATF agents in front of a table full of bloody lures, like holding mm-hmm. shotguns, being look at all, look at everything we seized this Imagine month. Imagine they pull a fishing lure out of your ass, and they're like, ah, this one, wait, yeah, and this, is ah, no, sorry, nothing. doesn't make the cut here. S- sorry, man, it's not the hall of very good. You're yeah, in the show it. me state, buddy. You need to show me a bigger wound before that thing gets in. You know, apart from actually winning this thing, this is maybe the most Missouri has ever done to convince me that they belong in the SEC. Yeah. The wall of fame is the kicker. I'm sure there's like a fax machine with a hook on it, right? Sure. Like, yeah. what do you catch with that? And they're like, stripers. It's weird. <laughs> they got like 95-year-old dudes in the hospital who are like, you, you know, the, the, the fishing lures they pull out of asses these days. They couldn't cut it back in my day. Back in my day, they were rusty going in. You know how there's probably some old fisherman on like, around Lake of the Ozarks who's like one of those whales. They're like, yeah, we found a cannonball from 1812 on the side of this whale. There's probably some like 95-year-old guy, and they're like, oh, my God, there's a piece of like Skylab on a hook <laughs> embedded in this guy's ass. Yeah, it's Carl. It's Carl. It's amazing. Skylab Carl. Skylab Carl. Skylab Carl. That's what they call him. Ghost of the Lake of the Ozarks. <laughs> um, J- Jason, I want to hear about Lake Lanier in all directions, please. I'm here first to report from Mark Schaub NC, seventh grade. Somehow didn't feel it when I got a giant splinter. It really looked like a sliver of tree bark. What the fuck? <laughs> got a branch sticking out your foot in my foot in Lake Lanier. Oh, that explains it. Three days later, my foot was so swollen, the school nurse had to cut my shoe off. Doc numbed it up and cut it out. Almost barfed when I saw it. That's a great story, Mark. I really love all this of it. It sounds like a disaster, but what he's really saying there is that Lake Lanier missed. So congratulations. That doesn't happen yeah. often. So I don't remember last time we talked about Lake Lanier on here. I don't remember any time we've ever talked Trump, about anything on it here. It was the Trump boat sinking, wasn't it? That sounds right. Uh, sure. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a fake lake um, that was designed by cursed people uh, and, like, they're like 15 years ago it, it droughted all the way to the bottom and they found stolen cars and stolen guns and anything you can imagine at the bottom of it and every so often it's in the news because like oh oh we, the body we've been looking for yeah we knew where to find it all along so yeah. this like haunted cursed lake um just north of atlanta uh when we were graduating high school me and my friends had the idea and this is an averted disaster but uh, we were going to get a houseboat, and we are going to live on Lake Lanier. That was going to oh, be our no. post-high school plan. We're oh, all going no. to, you know, college within drive it. Like, we were going to different colleges, but all within driving range of the houseboat. Um, and, like, the thing is, you tell, like, an 18-year-old boy, like, hey, <laughs> we're going to get a houseboat. Their first response is, hell yeah. <laughs> and then you start showing them paperwork, and they realize how serious you are. There was, like, three of us who were, like, about it, right? Once they start seeing paperwork and shit, they're like, Oh, I thought you thought you guys were just really fired up and <laughs> you're gonna get an apartment or something. Like, nope, I guess you're off the list, you know. And then eventually you start realizing, like, all right, we need to like invite girls who like, you know, we're not even dating, and they're like, you idiots, what are you talking about? No, right? This is the worst idea I've ever heard. And like, they're shooting it down to such a degree that that we're like, they're not just saying it's a bad idea for them, they're saying it's a bad idea not just for us, they're saying it's a bad idea, right? And we were smart enough to heed the wisdom of those young ladies. So thank you to them because the thing about renting a houseboat as like five or six or eight or whatever 18 year olds is someone ends up being one 19 year old who owns a houseboat. (laughs) 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 And you don't want to be that guy because like, come Mm -hmm. on, man. Like at that age, you're like, oh, we're going to live together forever. No, you're not. I'm sorry. You're not. (laughs) 
Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's that's Lake Lanier. Don't go near it, but you will. Yeah, I it, assume it, it, I assume if you have three dudes living on a houseboat that that the only way they're pissing is off the side of the boat. <laughs> like they never all the logistics. The head, we were right? like, all right, so we're gonna have like a uh, we're gonna have like a smaller boat that we go and take to the <laughs> take to the parking lot so we can go on grocery runs. And it's like, all right, what if we have like dates over? And it's like, oh, that's what the roof's for. <laughs> we thought through all the stupid shit, and it's like, guys, just get a fucking apartment. Oh. Okay. World building for this. We'll just bone Dude, on the roof. I swear we had a spiral bound notebook of idiot fucking plans for this thing. Hey man, use the hand job gondola. We talked about this. <laughs> Guys, guys, you gotta knock when I'm in the dinghy. You gotta put a scrunchie yeah. on the handjob gondola. <laughs> um, by the way, Lake Lanier, there's a there's a whole town down there. There's a whole town that yeah, they, they fake flooded. Lake, real dead people. Fake lake, real dead people. There's also a forest, by the way. So there's just trees down there, and they don't really decompose down there. So you can just you can just walk around a forest underwater, which is undoubtedly filled with the spirits of the damned. Oh, yeah. Who are hungry. Fuck. Aragorn's going to be like, all right, 1933 <laughs> Georgia football. I summon thee. <laughs> a bunch of fucking stolen F-150s come pouring out to swarm over the orc army. Dude, this, does this army and have swords? And, and no, all, the Georgia, dude, like... all the Georgia dudes seeing the army of the dead come out, and they're like, oh, that's sick how it's like lime green. <laughs> so nasty. That's graphics that. fucking badass, man. Look at, I, I've seen about doing that. Dude, it's like they got neon underneath their ass. It's oh, like man, they, look, it's look, like look, at their... look at the fucking graphics on them things. Huh? <laughs> hey, where'd y'all get them? <laughs> If you know what the Georgia Army of the Dead, they're coming out with nothing but wrestling gear, right? No swords, <laughs> no shields. It's just all chairs and baseball bats with barbed wire. And Ten thousand ultimate warriors. Those shoulder pad <laughs> spikes. Yeah, shoulder pad spikes. They're using all the gas, man. All and of it. They're they're making it like a half mile. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. We never did have much of a grounding. How are you dead and winded? I don't know. Man. <laughs> you don't even have to breathe. Yeah. I Listen, man, I got COPD, all right? You can't discriminate against me. Oh, it's human, man. (laughs) (laughs) You're ethereal. You don't have skin. No, no, man. It's corporeality (laughs) processing disorder. I feel like I'm nothing but sweat and air. (laughs) Hold on. Let's just get to the Zaxby's, everybody. We'll we'll get the fancy coat machine. (laughs) I ain't had Zaxby's in like 100 years. (laughs) I need my strength. Somebody teach that ghost how to use the fancy coat machine. Oh, thank God for the resurrection. Am I right? <laughs> that much salt's going to be deadly to a, a, a wet, dead person. Why is this part of the lake brackish? Well, I this don't is have a body, but I'm still bloated. <laughs> How's that work? Uh, you, you look, all right. You look great, Enoch. Uh, <laughs> at Drew Pitt 1. A swan once attacked me and my friends while in a <laughs> while in a pedal boat. The fucking majestic swan. <laughs> we made it to a mid lake island, where we were stranded for an hour. Turns out swans are just as big of assholes as geese, just prettier. Swans can go to hell. Wow. Anybody who is road crew will tell you if a swan's on the river, just don't, do not, because. There is nothing more baffling than fighting. I think they're the perfect size to be just threatening and confusing enough. There's something about the exact size of a, of a goose or a swan 
that's coming at you because I have fought with a goose and it is the most embarrassing thing you'll ever do in your life. I don't know if it's more embarrassing than getting your ass whipped by a swan. I read this to my mom and without missing a beat, she goes, oh, it's the neck. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, the longer the neck of a bird is, the less you want to fight it. And I just kind of looked at her and she said, no, think about it, duck. Fine. Goose. Uh-uh. Swan. Don't even go near it. Sure. Ostrich. Run. Consider the ostrich. Right. Yep. 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 I mean, yeah. Like, I don't want to fight one. It's just like, how do you explain it and make it sound tough? You know? You can't. Mm. You can't. <laughs> That's the thing. How do you, you try to keep any dignity in that moment where this thing that is exactly like its ass is like eight inches off the ground, maybe a foot off the ground, and it is absolutely flustering you, right? It's all just like neck and feathers and your brain can't handle it. You go, yeah, I got a game plan against a swan, man. I'm just going to kick that thing's ass. No, you don't. It's like, cause it moves to, it's, it's wrong. It's like, honestly, it's like you see exactly how, um, the dude in Jurassic park died, right. Sure. From like compies swarming mm -hmm. him. You're like, no, no, no. It'd just be flustering. You'd be like, what? No, <laughs> no, no. Ah, now I'm dead. I, I think what happens while you're fighting the swan is like, congratulations, you're fighting a small ostrich that can swim. That's horrible. <laughs> what happens when you try yeah. to explain it to your friends is they hear like, oh, so you lost a fight to a big dove. Yeah. To yeah. to an ice sculpture. Which, by the way, this is at least the second disaster submission that we've had from a reader that it involves one of y'all getting felled by not a large bird. So I just want to congratulate y'all. I will say I will never um, fault the swan or goose when it attacks a human in or near a body of water. Because I imagine the only thing the swan or goose is thinking is, you have so much land. Go to your land. Get out of the water. <laughs> you have all of the land. Why are you fucking with my water? I have nothing, and you still have to come use it as a recreation area, you piece of shit. Just trying He's to get to the point. land at the bottom of the water, sir. Yeah, exactly. I do have an animal-related one that okay, I wanted to chime right in. Because in, case, because in case you think that a swan is the most outlandish thing to get your ass beat by, it is not because Wardang Meg on Twitter submitted something even more baffling. Like, I understand the theatricality and terror of, of being attacked by a goose or a swan. I do not get this. I do not. I do not know what you did to anger and rile up the fury of the noble sea cow. But according to Wardang Meg, <clears throat> did rowing in high school and one of my teammates got attacked by a manatee. How? I. That's my question. I love there the was, lack of details. There was explanation in a further tweet, but I intentionally withheld it. Good. Good. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Good. And I will not provide it here. Good. I. There, I mean, that had to be the most gentle attack ever. Like, oh, this headbutt. So slow. This beanbag's attacking me. <laughs> it, had, it had to be like being attacked by Cherry from. from like Pee Wee's Playhouse, right? <laughs> this, this thing that eats cabbage very slowly is yeah. coming straight for me. <laughs> At two miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> That's on you if you get attacked by a manatee is what I'm saying, okay? It's just yeah. not, that is on you. That is the gentlest animal ever. Know, and has... Now I'm imagining some kind of scenario where the manatees and the hippos meet up at the reunion and the hippos are like, you know, the old man's been asking about you. And the manatee's like, I said I would never go back to that life. 
Like manatees One are more just retired job. hippos. Our man, like what I'm asking is, are manatees hippos in Witsack? Yes. See a manatee with a sniper rifle. Something I could totally see in the state of Florida. <laughs> I have a license for this. No, that's the sheriff. <laughs> that's yeah. That's Howie. He's in the hills. He's got a lot of Howies. And yet not enough. I'm going to keep this one close to uh, close to our homes and read this story from Tiger Bates. It is set on the Chattahoochee. Oh, boy. <laughs> in college, says Tiger Bates, one of my buddies had an internship in Atlanta and lived in an apartment on the Chattahoochee. Uh, for those of you outside Georgia, it's a river. Get some Alan Jackson in your blood. Live right. We all decided to visit our buddy one weekend and here's a commute for you tube from a place further up the river to his apartment at what we judged to be somewhere between the halfway and three-quarter points a massive thunderstorm appeared on the horizon we said fuck it and kept going as the wind wasn't blowing in our direction we it, here comes a spot where there's just a blank in the story and i'm gonna skip right past it we passed the spot where people who have rent tubes have to get out, but thought nothing of it and kept going. Why? <laughs> uh, my, plane, she... my plane arrived at my destination, <laughs> but I simply stayed on. But I just stayed on. Just, just chilled. <laughs> it, yeah, you, you got me hung up at but thought nothing of it. But okay, there is no mm -hmm. further explanation anywhere in the story. Uh, the wind shifted. My friends and I all ran and swam to the bank as fast as we could as lightning struck what seemed impossibly close to us several times. We then had to climb a steep wooded embankment to the highway and walk back to the park where we had seen everyone else get out. Upon arriving back at the park, we learned that the reason everybody get out there is that we were approaching a waterfall and a thunderstorm <laughs> probably saved our lives. <laughs> Sounds like somebody learned a lot about living. <laughs> and a little about a little bit about high voltage <laughs> <laughs> and a little bit about gravity it's working <laughs> i'm just guessing by the way as tiger baits that this person is an lsu fan and they're just not used to water moving that fast i was gonna say clemson interesting clemson yeah i mean that, that may be a clemsonite too which i without looking I think, i'm just gonna uh, say auburn because they're lake bound right uh, put mm. me down for Princeton. <laughs> <laughs> Lack of practical knowledge, assumption of immortality. Yeah, yeah, that fits the Ivy League. Um, I know these, I think pe people have at various times asked us to do uncle disasters and are frequently All disasters are uncles. Right. But I have a story here that proves that that's not necessarily, that it's a all squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares kind of thing. And this is from The Beach on Twitter. I have two ants who not so secretly duel to be the fun one. Ant one convinced Ant two to try starting her 4th of July Stars and Stripes water ski outing, a tradition at our family cabin, off the dock instead of out on the water, saying it was, quote, easy, and she'd, quote, have no problem with it. Aunt two took the obvious bait and our family got to see her beam with pride as the boat revved up <clears throat> and then saw her gloriously face plant slash scorpion into the water and emerge covered in weeds. By the grace of God, we got pictures that live on to this day. 
I, I love the idea of ants trying to be the fun one and just sabotaging each other for, fuck, decades? Yeah, those are some fire ants. <laughs> can I, uh, can, can I... Can I talk some exploding submarine toilets? Please oh, do. Oh, I wish you would. Yeah, yeah. This is. I, I claimed most of. By the time I got to these, most of them were involving like poop and puke and bodily injury. And thank you, thank you for understanding my personal brand that deeply that you left these because they're all mine. At John Lawson thirty two. Oh my God! Submarine toilets flush into a sanitation tank. Let me tell you, I know we're on a heater because we start with the two words that excite me most in this whole thing. Submarine toilets flush into a sanitation tank. Occasionally, while underway, these tanks get blown out in the ocean. God. Doing this creates a dolphins ton of must, pressure. Dolphins must be so pissed. Dolphins must hate us. Yeah, but like all those crabs on the bottom are like, yeah, baby, here it comes. <laughs> Catfish are like, oh, the, here comes the buffet. The buffet is open. <laughs> Thank <Boys>. you, Lubies. <laughs> USA, USA. They're down there playing missile command. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Waiting for tonight. Oh, clack, clack, clack. I just, they just seem like Jennifer Lopez fans, you know. No, Spencer keeps singing. Uh, crab singing Jennifer Lopez on the bottom of the ocean as a United States submarine voids its septic tanks over their head and they celebrate scenarios you only get on the best college football podcast and the only college football podcast on these internets so doing this creates a ton of pressure in the entire system and signs are hung up that say danger blowing sanitary tanks do not flush you can still use this toilet while this is happening. Just don't flush until the blow is finished. Easy. You might think, don't invite the pressure of the rest of the entire ocean into your septic system would be clear enough. Well, we had a guy who was tired. Super <laughs> tired. And he saw the signs, but either it didn't register or he forgot. I will let you imagine what it looks like when a submarine sanitation tank under full pressure so it could be emptied, backflows explosively into the head and all over a machinist mate third class who definitely knew better and scored himself some extra cleanup duty. That's, listen, don't, don't, don't mess with Poseidon. That's you, know the, the, you know the worst part? If you are in pretty much any other branch of the armed forces, you can desert. Like if you're in the army and you have this, you have this like exploding bathroom. You can just walk and be like, yeah. "I know I'm gonna get court martialed for it, but like I don't have to be here for this." Like the golf disasters buddy who uh, couldn't weld the golf cart back together and he just clocked out and left. Yeah, yeah. But but you're on a submarine. There's nowhere to run. Yeah, like even in the air force, if you don't like the poop situation, eject. You, you could just go sit on the outside of the plane and hold on very tight. You can't yeah. do that in a sub though because no. you'll probably drown. Yeah. They should yeah. have some not. They should have some tiny piece of the submarine, which is designated as non-military section, tiny little territory. Right? What is that? That's where you can go AWOL for a minute if you have to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. Don't talk to me. Don't I'm look at me. And they're so Shut fucking up. cramped that it would be like you know one square foot. I you'd, need you'd an still be face AWOL to face with another pod. person. Yeah, the emotional AWOL nap pod. What is it? Just go climb into that old torpedo tube for a minute. <laughs> There's already someone in there, but he's working. 
Yeah, <laughs> he's working. But he won't talk to you. No, it's you cool. just take he, a he knows. He knows. He's, it's Skylab yeah. Carl. He's very friendly. <laughs> and you just gotta, go AWOL yeah. for a minute. We've got, listen, there's a couple of little golden books in there. If you want to read them, the kids' books, they're great. There's some Ritz crackers. <laughs> some snacks. Peanuts, <laughs> Ritz crackers with peanut butter way in there. <laughs> and there when you're just... ready, you just come back to the Navy, all right? You just slide out. When you're ready, you make a loud sound and we'll pull you out by your ankles. So you don't have to do any work as you reenter the, the land of the uh, enlisted. Joe Biden, I know that you're a big fan of this podcast. I don't know if you have a secretary of the Navy picked out, uh, but I'd like, like to nominate uh, pretty much all of us. You should just be able to call Oprah from in there. That should be like the only phone that connects to Oprah's house and it's available all the time. Oprah would be like, listen, sorry, Harry. Sorry, Meg. I got to talk to this guy who wants to go AWOL in a submarine. It's this thing I have to do for the United <laughs> uh, States for the good. Yeah. Oprah, hey, I'm so tired of this can. Hey there. Come on, let you, me out. Did you flush when you weren't supposed to flush? <laughs> I <Yeah>. did. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the pressure of being underwater. Hey. 800 feet going through the entire. I know, Oprah. Yeah, I know all know? about pressure, Oprah. You're not a bad person. Dr. Phil does it every week. You're a bad <laughs> sailor, but you're not a bad person. Oh, yeah. This is how Oprah uh, makes up to the rest of us for mainstreaming anti-vaxxers. Yeah. That's it. This is her she, penance she for owes that. Us. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, like, after 20 minutes of that, you come out and you're like, I'm good. I talked to Oprah. Had some grits crackers. Also, I read the... man, because it's Oprah, I feel really bad even for just saying that she owes us. Oh, wait. I... There's there's one thing we haven't put in the AWOL tube of shame. Mm. Headphones? A comfortable home field sweatshirt, of course. <laughs> Bang! Is, is it a Navy sweatshirt? No, it is a, it's not no, a Navy sweatshirt no, no, no. because yeah. it has it's... to be a civilian sweatshirt. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the most landlubber sweatshirt. Michigan State. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, like, I, that wouldn't make anybody feel better. Well, Michigan State guys who saw boats from Persia coming and were just stood there like, oh, <laughs> this will be fine. Boat we, doesn't bo even have arms. How boats can are do fake. Yeah, boat, boat, boat doesn't have any biceps. Um, yeah. That would, that would fit because what do you do with the sweatshirt? You come and take it. Damn. So yeah. we'll, put, we'll put a comfy home field sweatshirt into the AWOL tube, uh, maybe in Iowa State. Maybe a rice owl. Maybe a Hawaii is too nautical. Can't do that. Creighton? Creighton would work. Creighton um, I would think, by the way, if it's if it's a, a submarine like the SSN California, mm -hmm. you know, you, you put a California school in there. Maybe you put a San Diego Aztec. San Diego, yeah. yeah. Is this a Zot situation? A Zot situation. Could be a Zot situation. Yes. You put yeah. it, we'll, put, we'll put the Zot, the surfing Zot on there, and that'll make you laugh, and you'll be like, hey, silly, the sea the doesn't have so to bad. be so serious. That's right. The sea can be fun when you're not covering yourself in navel poop. Yeah, look at anyway, you out there. You can, if you have your own a wall corner at home, you also can appoint it with a comfortable home field sweatshirt or t-shirt of your choosing. Uh, home field magic is all around you right now in the NCAA tournament. Georgetown winning the Big East tournament for the first time in forever. Florida State did not win the ACC, but I'm fine with that. Indiana fired their coach magic everywhere and that magic <laughs> extends to you listener because you can get 20 percent off your for first order at homefieldapparel.com when you use the offer code fullcast and you know what if if naval life is really that hard for you they got army gear you could go so far from the sea 
Cuddle up with your army sweatshirt. The ocean can never hurt you now because you'll shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I say shouts out to every Indiana fan, by the way, who uh, when their coach and got to fired. And our favorite Indiana fan. Yeah, yeah. Who we're immediately, not going to name for business reasons. Yeah, who stayed off their phone. Like <laughs> when their hated coach got fired and who immediately were like, I'm taking my phone, putting it in a safety deposit box, and I, I will come back for it in a week. I'll come back to the bank and they'll let me have it in a week when I've gotten all this out of my system. Come home, Tom Crean. It's time. All come home, weird dad. All is forgiven, coach. Tom Crean, we know you're accidentally listening to this as you stroll through your athletic department offices. Get on back up here. Your pants come look on. really great, coach. <clears throat> this next tale comes to us from spaced underscore God. And I believe that username because we used to go on cruises as a family. Every year, something bad happened. <laughs> First, I sat next to a corpse. Stop! Stop! Nope, stop. Then stop. The stop. person at the table next to us jumped. Where? No, wait. Does it, does that, does that, we got to okay. keep moving. A number so we, of questions. We stopped going on cruises after my dad got medevaced and we got held at gunpoint somewhere in Belize. Did those things happen on the same trip or did There's no telling, man. I'm just, I'm just reading the text in front of me. Thank you, oh. Space God, for taking on that, like, that's like a entire five season TV series. This is like when you read the Wikipedia for a scary movie that you don't want to see, but you want to know what happens, and it's just really sloppily done, so you can't actually tell what the plot of the movie. Yeah, is. Yeah, I think we just read the simple wiki version. Of yeah, we all just seen Hereditary. <laughs> this is yeah, this is a, a Belize midsummer. So if you'd like to take a cruise to Belize, you're going to need to save up, aren't you, folks? First, oh, yeah. I sat next to a corpse. So I yeah, sat what? next to a Sat next to a corpse. I don't know. That's what, and then the person at the table next to us jumped, which like I probably would do too if I was on a cruise and there's a corpse right next to me. I, I, I'm, I'm done with this cruise. I'm confident if we talk to Space God's family, they would say, we've never been on a cruise in our life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, but Space God. <laughs> or this, or this, if it's something like, we stopped going on cruise after my dad got medevaced and you're like, that's actually your dad getting in like hawk to a drug lord and owing him a yeah. lot of money, and oh that's why you got held at gunpoint. Believe oh you guys. What if we call Space God's family and they're like Space God's have been dead for thirty years? Hell yes, he jumped off a cruise ship. Space God was the corpse, and then they put him on a seat on the cruise ship as a corpse. Space God, we love you. Yeah, I'm sorry uh, that happened to you, man. That's and uh, Space God, if you'd like to go on a cruise again, all right, you're gonna need to save up a little money, I assume. Uh, let me tell you about acorns.com slash full cast saving and investing app where if you do that magical slash thing i just said you get five dollars to start off with it's not gonna pay for i mean it might pay for a cruise i don't do people go on cruises right i'm sure people go on cruises right now there no one cares about anything but uh yeah so how it works is you just dump money in it you just, you just keep dumping money in it nickels and dimes um, maybe a few dollars if you like, and uh, then the market takes over, the free invisible hand of the market, and eventually you retire at age 136 or so, thanks to acorns.com slash fullcast. I've earned 58 cents on acorns.com slash fullcast. Damn. And you can too. Y'all, you know how much money I made today on my acorns investment account? I, None, I made 20 because your I'm... younger son siphoned it all. We're going to do an update on siphon gate. And see if, if 
my younger son no, has Sif- siphon. Siphon Gazi, please. Let's move on. Um, yeah, si- siphon. siphon Gate is when Richard Nixon hired a shitload of octopi to hack the Democratic National Convention. Oh, they're deeply prejudiced, but very effective. Can we go with Q Siphon? Yeah. 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 So uh, the Q Siphon scandal uh, at the moment, by the way, for some reason, a dollar more has 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 grown in the gap. For some reason, a dollar, (laughs) a dollar. If my younger son has figured out how to siphon out of his early account. He's doing it very gradually, a slow leak, no an indetectable leak. No one yeah. will notice as I slowly order more and more Paw Patrol gear. <laughs> that's that's what he's that's what he's doing. And then very once slowly. I once I amass enough Paw Patrol gear, I overthrow my dad. That's it. I need four chase figures. Which is one the coup, which is the coup dog? <laughs> oh, um, definitely I, the one that's a fireman. Yeah, it's okay. the fireman and the bulldog. The bulldog okay. is the worker, the construction. He's the proletariat. Sure, right, right, right. Rubble, right. rubble is definitely that. Right. Also, also because rubble is going to be a patsy, who's inevitably going to be pushed out of the power structure as the firefighter. Oh yeah, power, meet, right? meet our new dog, Junta. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a cute name. <laughs> that's that's he seems very very untrustworthy. No, no, he's fine. Um, also, I have I have wanted to say I have crossed a an Acorns Rubicon. I got the big ass metal card. Oh, it's shit. on the way, and it's oh. happening. So my big metal debit card that uh, I presume when I slap it down will make the noise of financial authority and wisdom wherever I spend is on the way. Chet, a normal ad read. Yeah, we did it. Who's next? I mean, we said Junta. Uh, okay, I'll jump on. <laughs> <one. clears throat> this is from at B Conway two. At Notre Dame, there's an annual event called the Fisher Regatta. Each dorm takes a boat and races it across the lake on campus. My dorm, <clears throat> my dorm created basically a basketball court barge complete with those play school hoops. It took us like a week to make the, the damn thing, and it weighed probably close to a ton. After 20 people carried the thing down to the shore, I think it was decided that six could be on the court for a three-on-three game to take place in the middle of the lake. Unsurprisingly, the thing sank about two minutes into the match and had to be towed by the Notre Dame equivalent of the Coast Guard. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Mm, yes. Go back to that. Towed by the what? Now? Yep, yep. You see why I put it in here now, don't you? You thought it was just a silly basketball boat story. But then we got to this confusing the Notre Dame. All right, let's go ahead and Google it. Notre Dame Coast Guard. <laughs> oh, my God. So every campus has campus police. Does every cam- does like Nebraska have Coast Guard? Does every campus have Coast Guards? Coast Guards, I... guard people. Is there an admiral of the Nebraska Coast Guard? Please say there is. I, I, I can't tell. If, all right, I don't think there's a Notre Dame Coast Guard. Does like, does like Bowling Green have the Space like Force? Hall monitors that can swim. <laughs> That's what I see. I see like I I see people writing you parking tickets while you're swimming. Yes, that right. sounds Writing you right. a ticket for swimming in the lake where you're not supposed to be swimming. That's what they would be doing, right? Down in front! I would like to, I would like to go to yet another one of my beautiful puking stories from at Giddle Kaiser. I'm like seven or eight. Pacific Ocean sea fishing trip. Me and dad in a group. We know no one else. Someone catches a shark, which is cool small tiger shark 
Dude had never done it before. Guide started marking or carving the shark up. Between the roughish waters and the sights of guts and blood, I puke. All over the shark, which is still kind of alive and snapping at us. Its reaction is to snap and thrash so hard, my puke flies everywhere. I want you to think about all the bad things that can happen to you in life. Chances are you're never going to be a tiger shark whose last memories on Earth are spiteful snapping while you're covered in some kid's puke. That's how he went out. Was like, oh, come on. The majestic tiger shark. This is what not a story to tell to in tiger in tiger shark hell, though. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and they're carving me up, and the kid is just unloading lunch on me. <laughs> and I'm just and I'm just like, oh yeah, get ready to get this back in your face. I'm not sure if I buy this as a disaster for our reader at all because he just said that they knew no one there. If it wasn't for him and his dad, nobody else would know this story either. You know, what if he's one of those kids, though, who always puked at the exact wrong moment and the dad's there with all these people he doesn't know and he's not having a real good time and he's like, yeah, these people are kind of lame. And all of a sudden the kid starts puking all over a thrashing tiger shark and he's like, it's your moment, kid. This is your time. This and the is dad's like, finally. this is a valuable lesson that it can always get worse. Yeah. Let us be perfectly clear, though. If you are doing, I know, like, none of us have done this in a year, but as we start to maybe slowly emerge from society in the future, if you go to any vacation event or any, like, tourism group thing and there is a seven or eight year old around, you are tacitly consenting to maybe get puked on by a seven to eight year old. That's yeah. just how it works. Like, if you don't want to get puked on by a kid, don't get on a boat with a kid. Yeah, shark. <laughs> Man, what's the flip side of that though? Like, if you're um, around, like I a... know how would I, I know how a coach would address this to the shark. Don't mm. put yourself in that situation. That's right. Don't bite. It. You know, keep passing. You don't the have hooks. to worry about whether to kick the tying field goal or go for two at the end of the game if you had scored earlier. Damn, that's, that's a good what... point. Yeah, that's why I was a small tiger shark. He was never going to get big. Should have kept your head on a swivel. You can't. You're a shark. Your whole body is your head. Yeah. But his whole body is a swivel. Not in the, yeah. not outside of the ocean, it's not. Fair point. That's The shark got out of position. That's the ultimate lesson here. Mm. He stay, fell for the bait. stay in your lane, the ocean. Play assignment football. <laughs> the ocean. Mm -hmm. Your assignment is the ocean, not the boat. Yeah. yeah. That's Dumb what the ass. birds are for. Yeah. The birds what are going to shit all over the there? boat. Stupid ass shark. You had the <laughs> entire know. rest of the ocean to eat something in, but you clamped down on that guy. Like, that's just bad. Uh, sorry. That's just bad assignment. That's bad judgment. Yeah. What's a I horse agree. leg doing out in the middle of the ocean? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, <Tiger> <laughs> <laughs> Seemed too good to be true, didn't it? There's probably a reason. Yeah. The you ultimate had play a, fake. Could have had a license plate. Could have had a tire. Could have had no, half a could have had a half rotted seal. On the option. Could have had yeah. could have had one of the millions of fish that live in the ocean. You, you know the Lip. expression? You ever heard the expression shark? There's plenty of fish in the sea. You know what it's describing? This exact situation. A horse a horse leg in the hand is worth two horse legs in the bush. The most disturbing thing somebody on deck could have said would be looking at the shark and go, My grandfather died the same way. <laughs> It's how he would have wanted to go. Caught on a hook. Carved up by strangers. Thrashing by a stranger's puke. <laughs> Was Just this like a revenge dad. killing? Like is this like Just that's like the shark that's the shark that puked on my granddad. <laughs> Did he eat him? No, worse. The shark puked on him. I do wish I do wish that in thrashing the shark had jumped clean off the boat. 
and gone straight to the ocean and talked shit for, for the rest of its life. Guys, that boat sucks. Don't go on that one. <laughs> oh, I got puked on. It sucked. Oh, Excuse look at me. This, this, this guy, his name's Puke now. This shark. This, all his friends call him Puke now. I'm going to go put interesting stuff in my stomach for a diver to find later. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be hilarious. It'll be awesome. All right, I got another wildlife revenge story here from mm-hmm. Robotator. What an excellent username. Damn. There, there are numerous stories. To be clear, this does not have wildlife revenge in the story as it exists. I just feel like it's probably coming to play at some point. Here's Robotator. There are numerous stories about my great-grandfather taking a canoe out into the middle of the lake, tracking down some buffalo fish, and attempting to catch them by jumping off the canoe onto their backs and bear-hugging them. (laughs) Unclear on if it worked, doubtful, says Robotator, but the amount of stories about it indicates to me that he tried this many times over a couple decades. God. You majestic I, man, Robotator. What well, is no the, offense, what is but the, I, hope, I hope the buffalo fish came for that man. What is the plan? Because in the water, you can't pin the fish. It's not like the fish is going to tap out. You're you, not. I mean, not with that attitude. <laughs> is this a situation like a, is this a love of the game scenario? I guess like, so. I'm, I'm just here for the journey. I guess I don't understand the physics of jumping on a fish and successfully quote unquote catching it. Well, like wh- how does that work? Either, well, that's all right. Fair, for, first yeah. of all, let me, let, let, let me put the frame here. Like they can be three to four feet long. So no, this I, is I a, appreciate that. It's a big fucking fish. I mean, don't you kind of want to like, if it was a small one. <laughs> <laughs> Got that bastard in my hand. (laughs) Fuck you, Nemo! I mean... Belly flopping on top of a striped bass. You say, is the fish going to tap out? And the answer is, yeah. In the the water? I mean, you're going to win. Whatever. Wait, 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 wait. You are in the water. You have successfully bear hugged a fish. But again, you are in the water. Spencer can breathe underwater. He just can't swim. I just can't swim. Oh, it's going. Ah, he's Poseidon. This makes more sense. I'm going clear to the bottom. He's like Aquaman, but he walks like walk. Aquaman. I'm going. I'm going clear. Aquasock man. I'm going clear to the bottom like a sexy golem. I'm just like <laughs> dropped like <laughs> just, just bang. I have some and, notes. Yeah, and uh, that's that's you're what when you say win you're gonna like swim you're either gonna get it to the boat right and how wrestle it how into the boat. how will you do that? This is so this confident. Is also my question. <laughs> have you never have you never seen anybody like? hand fish or go into the water after a fish before that's you don't not ha- the same it doesn't thing. have 100 no. percent success rate <laughs> it well, definitely doesn't but there's a and challenge you're ta- to you're it you're talking about a f- i assume you're talking about fish that somebody could hold in their hands not bear hug like it's a <laughs> fucking ottoman that fell in the lake <laughs> I mean, i've never seen anything <laughs> I've never got, seen anybody go after like Randy Orton of fish was in the ocean and I was dragging it out, but I was going to win for sure. Also, have you ever? Okay, have any of you ever been to scout camp? Have you ever done canoe drills? Do you know how hard it is to get back into a tipped over canoe? Yeah, this it just a... uses as a fish momentum against you. Against <laughs> the fish will carry you into the yeah, boat. Yeah, I know Lake Juno. It's fine. <laughs> but the fish 
in the canoe and then just let the fishes thrashing tow you back. Yeah, to like the Thor water. throwing his hammer. That's what you do. <laughs> you just heave the fish up there, and and it, it'll yeah, it'll work. Oh my god! Oh. All right, I say this because I'm prepping you because you say this I know because people you have no sense of wildlife. I know people who have done this. Yes. I know you. What? This. Yeah. <clears throat> and. I'm pretty sure my brother has done this. And... <laughs> no, 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 I'm sorry. No, we're, we're going to call Tyler. A lot more information about this. What is this standing in for here? So Jumping I had out. this five-foot fish in the in the sharpshooter at the bottom of the lake. <laughs> I mean, not at the bottom, but you know, setting it up, setting it up up top. Sure. Um, trying to get it to the shore so you could rock bottom it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm gonna take this back. I'm gonna take this back to anybody who's played Animal Crossing because your opportunity to combine fish right. wrestling the, and the Animal fishing, Crossing in real life. The fishing documentary <laughs> Animal Crossing. Because guess guess what has appeared in Florida waters? That is correct. The Tom ten Nook. foot, the oh. ten foot long arapaima. I'm gonna right. wrestle it. What is it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. We're we're totally gonna Jason, wrestle Arapaima. Like, it, it's got a body like a gar, but like exponentially bigger. Oh yeah, those I could wrestle. Those it. are the proportions. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I mean it is a whopper. It is ten feet long. It is a monster, and it doesn't eat fish real often. It sticks to things like birds, lizards, and small mammals, which means somebody's dog or cat's gonna be eaten by an Arapaima, and then you have a revenge story, and then you can wait over the bridge. With your elbow cock like your Randy Macho Man Savage, and you can just go off that bridge onto that sucker, so, elbow so, it. So you want to you want to go John Wick on a fish? When the get yeah, and when the game warden okay. says, "What were you doing?" You're like, "I was getting, I, I was getting back from a bro." That's that, that's when my the game defense anyway. Says you're doing that's the best you got. Yeah. Are that's, you what are, are you, you wearing a singlet when this happens? Yes. I'm saying I'm camo, about, camo singlet. I'm and, thinking and, I'm back. And waders. A singlet and waders. You know what, folks? He seems confident. I'm gonna allow this. The game board would know it was up though if you saw you going off in the Randy Macho Man Savage glasses and a singlet off the bridge onto an Arapaima going, Oh yeah. You'd be like, Yeah, no, I understand. I don't everything know. Happening Wait, here. you brought in Animal Crossing because that's the only reason you know what an Arapaima is. That is correct. Arap I knew what an Arapaima was because I saw it and I was like, Thank you. Weird Japanese video game, you have completely prepared me for Florida's for the real life world fish. of wrestling fish. <laughs> I mean, that's they do this all the time in Animal Crossing. Oh you can't be God. that hard. <laughs> oh, I got bells for you, motherfucker. I'm Here going to go. the zoo to start fights because I beat Pokemon. <laughs> Either you have Fuck you, either, polar bear. Uh, your, honor, you your honor, it very clearly says I got to catch them all. I don't understand <laughs> what crime has been committed here. <laughs> See, if I sell this to the weird beaver before 8 p.m., I get double bells for it. I've heard that about you. Somebody please read something else because I no, can't. No, no, I, like, I love where this is going. No, either, you under either you understand the urge to, like, jump from a bridge onto a 10-foot tall Spencer, fish, or you don't. that's not the argument. Did you that's just say it was 10 feet tall? That's not even what fish... Oh, God. Home field... Oh, God damn it. We already did it. Oh, ah, yeah. shit. We've already we played all our get-out-of-story cards. Oh, it's fine. Um, <laughs> all right. At Sam Roy. 
Sophomore year, a friend's parents were out of town. My buddy Rylan overdid it, passed out early on the deck. Rylan? Rylan, R-Y-L-A-N. At 3 a.m., we hear hollering. He's in the hot tub with the cover pulled over him. Naturally, we asked why, and he replied, quote, You goddamn Minnesotans out here trying to watch me in my swim trunks, and that ain't all right with me. We live in Northwest Washington State. <laughs> <laughs> so is he trying to use the cover as a blanket? I, like, think, I, I, sleep. I think he was using it as like a privacy guard. Yes. I think he I think this man this boy passed out. No, on that's a, a man now. Yeah. He passed out on a deck, decided that, that w- the problem was that um that didn't have the level of privacy he needed. And so he crawled into a hot tub and put the cover over him as if it was some sort of Lazarus pit, I guess. Ooh, Lazarus tub. Fuck. This will help. (laughs) I know what he was thinking, though. He was real drunk and he found something vaguely comforting and he was just thinking, this will make it better. I don't know if you've been there, but I suspect you have. This where you just find one thing and you're like, this box of rice crackers will help. This is what Thomas Edison did, basically. <laughs> this is fine. This chair is a good chair. That's actually a park bench. It's a great couch. Feels good on my skin. God. No, I get, I get it this. It didn't work. He's still going. I know. I get this story. You get all of them. Fine. Here's another one. At CK Stoop Kid, on my first day as a lifeguard at my hometown's public pool, I saved two people, both of whom told me they could not swim while jumping off the diving board. (laughs) I also confiscated. Congratulations on your second appearance in today's episode. Maybe maybe there was a huge fish in the pool. I also confiscated a, quote, life jacket. Made of coat hangers and two-liter Sprite bottles. Shit, yes. Were the coat hangers running through the bottles, puncturing the sides? Yes. Yes, they were. Awesome. You know, God or nature or whatever put us here and was like, here you go. You're on land. You're safe. There's water. You need some of it to drink. You will find other uses for it. Just try not to drown. And ever since then, we have been figuring out new and creative ways to drown or almost drown. Hey, God, in the words of the hit single Lone Star, what about now? <laughs> um, I would like to discuss parts of people, which is what? a part of this story. Wow. What? Yeah. No. Um, th- this is um, Peter Olthoff 11 writes in and says, tubing on a small lake in Michigan. Uncle driving the boat like he stole it. Probably did. His wife and my mom doing dueling tubes. When the uncle does multiple donuts at the center of the lake, creating a maelstrom of cross waves. Riders fly off and collide midair, breaking off a piece of mom's knee. Wow. What? Yeah. Just broke broke Did, broke off. I need I'm, visuals. Yeah. I mean, is this just a kneecap flying out? Oh, wait, is this a breaking off a piece of a kneecap inside your knee? Because I've done that. Oh, no. His mom's C-3PO. Okay, cool. Yeah, his mom is a Jaeger. She's just <laughs> shedding parts like she's fighting a kaiju. Yeah, the best moms are analog. Yeah, that's... Wow. 
That's amazing. And of course, an uncle literally at the center of this story. Perfect. Thank you, Peter. I'm going to do another one here that I felt a personal, personal kinship with. Uh, and I appreciate y'all letting me just proclaim myself both the masters of, of fire and water. This is from Legend of SM. Drunk body surfing off the coast of South Carolina while Hurricane Sandy churned off the coast. I got planted like a lawn dart into the beach. My brother-in-law broke a rib. Uh, has this ever happened to any of you Floridians whilst surfing, boogie boarding, or anything? Uh, it has happened to me at Canaveral. I, I got uh, knocked off my board and basically picked up and deposited directly onto one of those, one of those sandbars that's just shells. Mm -hmm. And my mother's sitting in a chair on the beach and I stood up and I was like, hi, mom. And she's screaming and I can't figure out why. And I run through the shallows and I get up to her and she's just pointing at me. And I guess I couldn't feel it because shells are pretty, shells are pretty fine. You know, when you cut yourself with a razor, you don't necessarily feel it right away. I look down and like my knees are just ribbons of flesh. Anyway, that was fun. Ugh. Uh. God. Yeah, this doesn't this doesn't happen in the Gulf as much. I know mm -hmm. people say the Gulf is better, and I don't get that. The Gulf, you're more likely to like step on a knife that somebody left on the beach. Oh, shit, you, you can know, do that in my backyard. Yeah, or hit a car. <laughs> that I'm gonna leave home has... for that. Uh, I have a request, Jason. Can I just can I request the the water skiing one? You have the water skiing one, and I read it, and I cried laughing reading it, and I'm Which gonna cry laughing that? hearing I mean... it. That's okay. from Free v Free Vizi? Yeah. Free Oh, okay. Oh, so I, I chose this one because of the first, like, six words, and I haven't read the whole thing yet. <clears throat> from Free Vizi. At a Catholic summer camp in Tampa. <laughs> that was when I selected it. Uh, awesome. We got thunder out here. Perfect timing. Um, also, I have a spinoff of this. At a Catholic summer camp in Tampa and decided at age 10 this North Carolina boy should finally learn how to ski despite my fear of embarrassing myself in front of the local girls. I got the skis on my feet, my body in position, and prepared my tiny body for the force that was about to come. Against all odds, I got up on the skis, and my sheer joy was instantly ruined by my trunks ripping to my ankles, dick just a-swinging. I never got in that lake again. No! Just, just a ten-year-old, ten-year-old member just uh, flopping around. You know, he had to just like he had to just be so upright too. Like, ah! <laughs> Trying to hold on with one hand. That's <laughs> a moment in life where you have no ability to deal with it at all. You're just like, like can't even well, start how to could react. You possibly prepare for this situation. <laughs> what would have prepared him? The best part is the person driving the boat probably didn't look back for five or ten seconds. Right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, is his dick out? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like he's signaling us. <laughs> Listen, I work at a Catholic summer camp in Tampa. I've seen a lot of dicks come out on ski day, all right? You got to be more clear with your signal there, pal. You want me to speed up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm real glad he didn't, but I totally understand to be like, and then I died. Like, like what happened? I, I, so well, what I did was I, I chose to evaporate. Now I, <laughs> I sunk to the bottom of the lake, and now I pull in 
swimmers who aren't paying attention and I feast on their flesh. I, I dove down to find my shorts and I'm still searching for them. Imagine gathering with your counselors and, and campmates that night and being asked about a time when your faith in God has been tested. <laughs> yeah, I gotta yeah. be honest, this would affirm my faith in God because yeah. you got out there being like, I don't want to embarrass myself in front of girls. And God was like, I definitely heard that. I super heard that. Yeah, I think, I think God's like, girls, huh? You're thinking about <laughs> thinking about uh, the lust in the flesh and all that stuff? Well, Ten's that's little, never going to happen for you. Ted's a little young for that, isn't it, sir? <laughs> uh, speaking of God, I would like to uh, share the, uh, the Bible's greatest boat disaster. Oh, yeah. um, you might be thinking, Noah, no, that turned out great, better than expected. Well, tell, us, tell us the good news. Once, uh, so, 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 you know, Noah, that turns out a little bit better than the original plans called for. Uh, you might be thinking, Jonah, no, that turned out great too. He delivered the message and then pouted because the message worked. The greatest boat disaster in the Bible comes from the New Testament, from the book of Acts, which is quite possibly the funniest book in the whole Bible. And I'm not sure if this is even a top five funny moment in the book, but it's pretty good. So it started, this is well after Jesus leaves and he leaves, you know, Peter and the boys are in charge and they're sitting around like, all right, what are we going to do? And then this dude, Paul shows up like, hey, hey, I had a weird dream. Now I'm in charge. And they're like, dude, a month ago, you're trying to kill us. And he's like, yeah, it was a crazy dream. Uh, and they're like, uh, okay, so you can be, we're going to be in charge right here. And you can be in charge of the whole rest of the world. How's that sound, Paul? And Paul's like, okay, cool. And Paul sprints off to go uh, spread you're, the gospel all around the Mediterranean. You're our recruiting coordinator. Have fun. Yeah, yeah. Just do anything, but leave us alone. You are deeply obnoxious. Uh, this is a, a theme that is hammered over and over and over throughout the New Testament is how obnoxious Paul is. That's sort of how we've described him. On, I think he's probably our favorite Bible guy on this show. The, the ultimate poster. Yeah. This man. So, like, as he's doing these adventures all around the Mediterranean, going around to towns and, and like, either converting people or getting kicked out uh, or both or, like, being smuggled out or uh, just all these crazy adventures, he's also writing, like, a tenth of the Bible. Just, you know, no big deal. So, Acts 27, north the ver- near the very end of the story, Paul has pissed off the entire Mediterranean. He's a prisoner of the Romans. They can't figure out what to do with him. They've tried shipping him back to the Judeans, but he was so obnoxious that all he did was make them fight each other. Um, the whole Mediterranean's in a stalemate over what to do with this guy. So the Romans are shipping him all around the place on prisoner ships, and there's a big winter storm rolls in while they're near some harbors. Does Paul lay low? Does Paul decide to just chill? Paul has never chilled. Acts 27.10, prisoner Paul advises the Romans, who are his captors, saying, sirs, I can see that the voyage will be with danger and much heavy loss. And they're like, no shit, it's a winter storm. And there's this big debate about where to dock. They're by the island of uh, Crete. And they're like throwing stuff overboard. And there's like three days and it's getting worse. And then prisoner Paul stands up to give a speech to all 275 people on the ship. You should have listened to me. But it's cool because an angel told me, you know, we'll all be okay because the angel was like, Paul, you're going to go talk to Emperor Nero. So everyone who's with me will be fine. Uh, and, like, Paul has this big goal. Emperor Nero is, like, the final boss for Paul. So they sail into the open sea. Two weeks pass, and they're close to this tiny island beside Malta. And at that point, prisoner Paul is he's somehow become the captain of the ship, uh, telling him exactly when to drop anchor and when to eat and how much more stuff to throw overboard. They strike a reef, they run ashore, and the ship is ruined. But they made it to land. Um, the Roman soldiers wanted to just kill all the prisoners because, like, you know, Paul's very obnoxious. But then one of them, a centurion, is like, actually, we should keep them all because Paul's pretty useful, even though he talks all the time. Um, but they, you know, the castaways are setting up camp, and Paul is bitten by a snake, right? And everyone's probably like, 
great, problem solved. We'll never hear from him again. But Paul just <laughs> throws the snake into the fire and keeps preaching. And they're like, oh, shit, he's still talking. Say, probably saying the exact same stuff he's been saying for 17 whole days now. Uh, and then he just hangs out for three months and does some healings and whatever. And they all start to think he's a god. Um which is kind of counterproductive. Eventually, he makes it to Rome and just keeps fucking preaching. And uh, the story ends before he actually meets Emperor Nero, and that goes great. Uh, Emperor Nero uh, kills him, um, at least according to tradition. And uh, yeah, But these days, there is not much left on this island, the one Paul landed on. Uh, according to the internet, a farmer lived there, but he left during World War II. <laughs> Uh, and there used to be snails and rabbits, but they died off. And there used to be a snake, but Paul threw it into a fire. Um, so 1950 years after Paul shipwrecked, just about the only thing on Paul's boat disaster island is a statue of Paul. Damn. <laughs> just, probably. See, that's Animal Crossing as shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, he's the islander that everybody keeps trying to pass off. Like, oh, God, please, <laughs> please take Paul. Here's your new friend, Paul. God. And now he's just there. He's just the mayor of that island forever. And everyone's like, good. Oh. <laughs> Don't go there. Um, I had one one import boat disaster that I solicited strictly doing like, like going, okay, who's like the scariest boat disaster that I can think of in my universe? And it came to me at 6.30 this morning when I was, as one does, reading about the Lake Penur disaster. If you're familiar with this, um, this would be a lake that had a salt mine underneath it in uh, Iberia Parish in Louisiana. And what? And then what? Uh, So there was a big salt mine underneath it. But in case there wasn't enough uh, messing around with Mama Nature, uh, they decided to see if maybe there was oil underneath it. Well, oil rigs have to drill to find oil and to prospect. And there was a salt mine underneath it. And the oil rig messed up, and what in all likelihood happened uh, was that the oil rig drill bit got stuck and put a hole in the roof of the salt mine. The water immediately began to blast through the 14-inch hole in the roof of the mine, flooding the entire mine and effectively draining the entire 1,125-acre lake which did so dramatically by sucking down 11 barges, the entirety of the lake, a sink creating a sinkhole so big it sucked down every tree around the island and over 65 acres of the surrounding terrain. Wait, so when mu- you say sucked in terrain? Uh, yeah, just, just like mud. Just, <laughs> just in just what they figured out was about 65 acres of mud draining the entire lake over the course of a couple of days so powerfully that the canal that emptied into the lake reversed causing salt water from the gulf to rush in creating a 164 foot waterfall the tallest in the history of the state of louisiana going back into the lake and then when the whole thing burped it shot up 400 foot geysers okay that's all terrifying but when this was happening okay and there was an entire lake just going down into hell okay there was a man fishing on the lake (laughs) and his name his name is amazing okay 
because it is Iberia Parish, and he does have an extremely Cajun name. His name was Leonce Viator Jr. and his nephew. They were on it, and he saw it and said, I said something is wrong. The fish were really jumping, and it turns out that's because they were being sucked down into the mine. And he decided, I said, give that boat all the gas she can swallow, and let's get out of here, said Viator. Somebody filmed him, and he was running through the mud flat away from it and could feel the thing sucking him down. Uh, and then he finally gunned the motor and cleared it. This man, this man is the king of Louisiana, because anybody else outrun an entire sinkhole that sucked down a whole lake and caused the Gulf of Mexico to flow into the lake? Nope. Nope. Only, only Leos Viator Jr., king of Louisiana. That, <laughs> that dude... Dude's my hero. By the way, I saw a documentary with him doing an interview, and he was wearing a hat that had a custom, uh, like a custom knit baseball cap that said, I survived Lake Penure <laughs> on it, wearing it in the documentary about Lake Penure. You're a king, Leos. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I like how we can hear some rain now. Yeah, yeah. we finally got aquatic uh, accoutrement going on. Yeah. Um, all right, I'll do this one from Trash Squatch. Dad had a friend with a boat. When I was about six, we all went out on the lake with him. Dad's friend took, so, took us over a wake, sent us all flying a few inches off the metal seats. Terrifying, but I had a blast. We get home, and Mom tells me and my little brother that she has to take Dad to the ER. We can't fathom why, and are left with our grandparents. Mom picks us up a while later and tells us that Dad broke his tailbone. Brother and I chant, Daddy broke his butt all the way home <laughs> into the apartment <laughs> oh, no. until Mom gives us a look like we had never seen that shut us up immediately. Dad's tailbone healed eventually, but I can't say the same for his friendship. I wonder exactly how the chant went. Because, like, I feel like the obvious is, like, Daddy broke his butt. Sure, but, yeah. But, like, it could have been, like, somber. Sure. You know. Daddy broke his butt. Daddy broke his butt. Daddy broke his butt. It could be one of the like the uh, the nineties techno monks, you know. <laughs> That's what like, I had. I had his like techno Gregorian <laughs> monk, right? Yeah. 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 It's my favorite Enya song. Yeah. Some woman talking over it in French. saying, Daddy broke his... Hang on, hang on. Daddy broke his button. Whoops. Typos. I would... I'm going to... Papa Sasse Lacey in my ace. I think I, I think it's also translating the words in French. But uh. yeah, um, I want to continue. Uh, I'm going to finish up my trilogy of maritime poop disasters. This is from at UW Ferris. I was hired to lifeguard for a triathlon. The job was to sit on a paddleboard for two hours, let people catch their breath on the board, and occasionally make a rescue. Main rule: once the, once the racers were swimming, no one was allowed to leave their spot until every racer was out. Fortunately for me. I very suddenly came down with what turned out to be norovirus right after the starting gun. I had to sit there making small talk with strangers who couldn't leave because they might actually drown 
while I repeatedly shat my pants. <laughs> this man, but, this man, listen. Either, according to either Spencer or Ryan, I can't remember. That's not a problem, right? Because it's Spencer. That's what the continental it shelf was is for. Spencer who said it. Wow. Ryan doesn't remember. After everything he said on this show, are you telling me you think Spencer was. <laughs> Why the wouldn't I own it? Why wouldn't out? I own it? Who wow. said all this? I've said all this other outlandish shit. This is wild. Why wouldn't I own it? He's Kaiser so saying you he's gonna walk away at the end of this and walk straight <laughs> to the gonna, ocean and he's poop gonna in it. walk away with shit in his pants. Man, think yeah. about it like this. Why would I take Spencer's side? Yeah, come I on. don't this know. This is the exception wow. proving the rule. You I'm should sure this, you I'm should sure answer sure that question. This. What oh. if we all accuse each other in a big square of being the one who pooped? Mexican shit off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to congratulate UW Ferris, by the way. Most of the time, uh, you know, people pay a lot of money to go sit out in the middle of the ocean and contract norovirus. You did it for free. <laughs> he got paid to do it. It he was got a job. Paid. Yeah. He got paid to do it. Yeah. Just sitting out there, a one-man cruise ship. Just ecological disaster for one. A carnival of one. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any story, by the way, that, that it, like, evoked less pity? That then, like, oh yes, the poop boat, the poop cruise. That that you know, there's a massive norovirus outbreak, and you're like, mm, that's pretty unpleasant. Then again, you did get on a boat with a bunch of people who needed to poop. I mean, <laughs> you're the one who got on a boat called the Poop Cruise. Yeah, come on, <laughs> you're the one who was like, what can go wrong in a closed system with people eating constantly like swine on a boat? Hey, speaking of which, we have another houseboat story in here that we have not covered yet from Nick mm. Wallstar. Uh, a bachelor party on a houseboat on Lake <laughs> Cumberland in Kentucky. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> from the con- Previously from the on Justified. <laughs> from the way he's telling the story, I'm guessing it's the morning after the main event of the bachelor party. People mm. still slowly waking up sipping on coffee or Bloody Marys. One buddy is already on his third tequila. He jumps in the water. (laughs) And the cops use a megaphone to tell him he needs a life jacket. He cusses them out and throws a football at them. The cops cuff him in their boat and head towards our boat. We all assume they will ticket him and let him go. But our guy slips out of the cuffs and dives back in. He is swimming as fast as he can. (laughs) The cops still have a boat. (laughs) So they coast next to him until he gets tired. (laughs) We had to pick him up a day later. Oh, man. Do you just want to get back in the boat? No. Do you, you just want to get back in the boat? No. no. Play the baby driver soundtrack. This is awesome. <laughs> They're like, they've literally cut the engine just bobbing next to him. <laughs> Do you want to get back in now? Uh, <laughs> Ten minutes later. You, you won't get. No. <laughs> Let, let's also go back to the. I'm the, prepared to announce the terms of my surrender. The inciting, the inciting event here. I've come to bargain. <laughs> the, the inciting event. I will be provided one towel. <laughs> the, the cops, the cops did not say get out of the water. They did no. not say 
stop drinking tequila. They just said, put on a life jacket. <laughs> and that prompted him to cuss them out and throw a football at Fuck them. Fuck you. I'd rather drown. <laughs> <gasps> I just want to know how long he went. <laughs> I hope, was, fight. I hope it was like three hours. <laughs> no, Nick, please tell us how long this was. Also, oh, was the man. other boat just there the entire time? Did they make them clear the scene? No, I'm sure they. I'm sure they wanted everybody to watch. Oh, I hope God. he's real snippy with it too. No, <laughs> don't sir, touch get me. in the boat. No, don't have rights. I'm, I'm sunburned. I'm sunburned because I've been face down in the water for four hours. Don't touch me. I'm doing some backstroke now, all right? It's not my strongest stroke, so don't look at me. You can't arrest me. This is water. I have medley to finish. I can't you can't arrest me till I do all the all the strokes. Watch this butterfly, bitch. I can see the trees. I'm almost there. <laughs> then what? <laughs> I, I get the I get this though because this was tequila number three. Sure. And that's where you, in the morning. And that's where that's where you become a scientist. And that's you where know, you're like, well, you know, how what, long could I go? You know, they tell you don't don't go swimming after eating a meal, but what they don't tell you is that the best time to swim is after three tequilas. <laughs> that's when adventures happen. <laughs> They don't, show you, they don't show you that in the Olympics when Michael Phelps does three shots and his jumps in the pool. I think it's probably understood with him. <laughs> See, I read that Malcolm Gladwell book about 10,000 hours of practice. I'm picturing how much of this shit I drank. This dude, at some point, he's swimming so slowly, the cops are just like fishing because the water is that <laughs> I was just thinking about that. Like, if you're a Kentucky boat cop, this is the best day you've ever had. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How was your shift? Yes. Well, I spent the whole time bobbing next to one guy. <laughs> All they wanted him to do was to be drunk in a life jacket. <laughs> <laughs> they just didn't want to have to pick up his dead body. That's all they wanted. We, want, we just want to be able to dredge the lake for him. Yeah, we just don't want to have to dig for you, sir. We just want to be able to scoop you Fuck. out of the water. This guy has probably had to talk about this in a job interview somewhere. <laughs> what was that? Yeah, I was, when you, when I he was, was asserting my constitu- I was asserting my constitutional rights. So aqua- anyway, I, I, was, I was just floating there, and then my civil rights were being violated. Swimming is <laughs> so. speech, first of all. I think we all agree yeah. that. My right to assemble with the water was my, right, my right to assemble without a life vest on. Show me where it says life jacket in the Constitution. You can't. So these these tyrants came up and made me swim for six hours until they got to the shore, and then they arrested me again. State of this country, to- man. I'm, oh, no, I'm, I'm just glad there's not how, a modern day metaphor for for that story. Oh, God. I'm just trying to think of how hard I would be laughing on the deck of the boat watching this <laughs> oh, my God. swim away with the tired yet like tired idling yet. next to him. <laughs> yeah, man, because if you want to get like some exotic dancers or like a magician or a clown for your bachelor party, you got to pay for that. That's right. <laughs> just tase him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Would fish wait? Would fish flop up around him if you chased him? <laughs> Nick, right back. Tell us. It's like the houseboat and the cops are playing catch with the football yeah. over the. 
You guys want to come hang out? We stop. Got, hey, stop we, pegging me with it. It's not funny. <laughs> Doink. <laughs> stop it. Yeah, this guy's got like angry little brother. Like, stop it. That kind of guy. Which, for, by the way, I don't know how big this guy is, but for that amount of alcohol, after what we can assume is a night of drinking in the morning, to still be able to maintain that kind of buoyancy, that's a really strong swimmer. Yeah. First, they came for Tequila Derek, and I said nothing because that <laughs> shit was funny as fuck. <laughs> Some say Tequila Derek is still out there. <laughs> He's like, he's like, he's like trying to prop a leg on the boat or whatever, just to like to get some. And, and the cops are like, nope, 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 nope. You gotta swim it off. <laughs> They're giving him the smoke the whole carton treatment. Like, you, you said you wanted to swim, sir. Oh, hey, no kick turns there, buddy. <laughs> so, so he was sitting there soggy in jail with some guy who probably got popped for meth. <laughs> Some guy got popped for holding up a convenience store, and they're like, what are you in here for? And he's like, I wouldn't get out of the water sober. <laughs> this is I'm like a- Alice's Restaurant of the Sea. <laughs> I want you to charge me with Aquaman impersonation. <laughs> in there so long, the cops are like, shit, we got shift change. <laughs> we'll be back. Hold on, we're, we gotta get more gas. One second. I gotta go get dinner. God. <laughs> no, man, he's swimming. They don't even have to have the engine on. For That's this. true. They can do that with a troll That's motor. That's true. Don't drift into him. Oh. Careful. <laughs> Whoops. I got Just bad give news. Him a little. I got... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I got bad news. Got bad news for you. News working bench this weekend. Judge Catfish. <laughs> 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 How do you plead? <laughs> <laughs> 